0: friends, welcome to the Everyday Abundance Podcast. My name is Kaylin and I am excited to be on this journey together. The mission of the Everyday Abundance Podcast is to empower and equip women to experience abundance in their rhythms, relationships, and resources by giving them tools to model their lifestyle after Jesus. So, without further ado, let's jump right in. hey everyone thanks so much for joining us today um, I am here with one of my best friends Lauren Prevat you may know her as at Millie photography on Instagram and believe it or not her name is not Millie even though she gets called that pretty frequently and it's not even her nickname but it's just her business name and maybe we'll hear a little bit more about that in a minute but What I admire so much about Lauren is the way that I see her experiencing abundance in her business, but also as a mom at the same time. And she is going to help us today talking about balancing kids and career and our families in both worlds. And I'm going to be honest, this is no more for you guys than it is for me. (laughs) Like this came up as a topic because I was like, SOS, I have an 18-month-old God has put this call on my life to reach people with the podcast, and I am just in a struggle bus most days of just how to balance it. Even though I'm not working outside the home, um, on top of it, it's still something that I'm learning how to balance it and do them both well. So Lauren, thank you so much for being here. And before we jump straight into our topic, I love to ask my friends what
1: they're most excited
0: about in their life. So what you got?
1: Well, thank you first for having me. I'm literally so honored that you even asked me to be here. Um, Yeah. So I am most excited about right now in my business. I have like a rebrand coming up, which has a lot Mm. to do with like, you know, the name Mm. and just like the whole aesthetic that I'm going for. I don't really know yet what I'm going for. (laughs) So I have to kind of vague on that, but it is something I'm super excited about and super ready to jump into, but I don't want to jump into it because I don't know. What do I want yet? So yeah, it's a surprise. Well, yeah. Even
0: even if you did know everything, it rebranding is so exciting, and it is just kind of a surprise. You want people to kind of be in suspense. So mm-hmm. I know I you do. are. Yeah, you are incredible at social media with your business and your personal life. But I know that. So I know that like you're going to do such a good job of keeping us in that perfect suspense, but also like informing us about what's going on. So. I can't wait, and a lot of rebranding comes from the mission behind what you do. So, what would you say that your mission is behind your military photography business?
1: So, my mission when I first started, I think it was like so different than what it is now. Like when it first started, it was just, I'm just here to take pictures. Like that's all I'm supposed to do. Like, like just get a camera out, whatever, and. Now that I'm like this far in and like this is like my full time, I would say to do is to make people feel pretty. I love when people feel beautiful, like during their photo shoot and they say, oh my gosh, I'm this awkward person (laughs) or we're not photogenic and they get their pictures back and they are like, oh my gosh, I didn't know I could look like that. And I'm like, that's what you look like. You just don't see yourself like that all the time, but that is what you look like. And so my favorite thing and my mission is to make people feel beautiful and to glorify God while I do it and make sure everyone knows that this is a purpose for me and Mm -hmm. I want to like fulfill my purpose for him and for others. So that's my mission. That gave me chills. Like just thinking (laughs) about,
0: like, I've never looked at it that way as you're helping people see themselves the way that God sees them. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I That's always a good way say, to put it. yes. Like I always say, like the mirror doesn't look the same as a camera. Like 100%. you know what I'm saying? Like usually one <laughs> or the other looks better. Like I think I'm looking good in the mirror, and I take a picture. I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. what? Or it's the other way around, where like yep. the camera is like a lot happier than the mirror is that day, and we just can't trust that all the time. And right. so, just the way that you're doing that with your faith of like helping people. See themselves really in a way that God sees them. They see, mm-hmm. like, I mean, God sees us as beautiful creations, and in all of our awkwardness and in all of our silliness, like, He also brings out the best in us. And so, I love that, like, you're on mission to bring out, yeah. Best. Like, I want to, like,
1: during a whole shoot, I'm just sitting here trying to bring out, like, their comfort, and like, that's how your pictures pop, and like, that's how you get your personality showing, and your laughter is like. Mm-hmm. Bringing them out and just like showing who they really are as a couple or as a senior or as a wedding couple and stuff like that. So that's so great. So,
0: what has been the highlight of your career? Do you have one? Do you have like a few?
1: So, what do you think? So, the highlight of my career, I think, has been 2018 because I feel like I was getting more of like the weddings that I was like hoping to shoot and like traveling more and just kind of you know I was just kind of like living more of a dream than I was the job in 2018 oh, wow. and that's where it all started and like this year was supposed to be kind of the same but then you know Rona <laughs> so
0: <laughs> the dream the dream may look a little different but dreams I a mean, little different this yeah. year mm-hmm. yeah but so I think it's I think really traveling cool. mm-hmm. yeah traveling wow I think that since my wedding was in 2017, that I really set you up for that
1: 2018 year. You did. Your wedding is seriously one of my favorite weddings i ever photographed. And I can say that not as like best friends. I say that as when I shot your wedding, we really weren't friends. No. And then we were just like kind of acquaintances. Mm -hmm. But now I'm like, oh my God, your wedding was one of my favorite weddings ever. (laughs)
0: And Uh, oh my gosh, it was one of my favorite weddings too.
1: Obviously, (laughs) but like, yeah, I
0: think what's so cool about us too, is that we both have just a heart and passion for weddings, Mm
1: -hmm. maybe
0: in different ways, but I've coordinated a few weddings, helped plan a few weddings, including my own. (laughs) And I actually got to attend your wedding because we know each other because Mm -hmm. our husbands, our friends have been friends forever. And Matthew and I just started dating. So I kind of get like that free ticket into your wedding. Yeah, you did. Like, <laughs> like my husband's in it and I'm dating him. So I'm definitely the plus one.
1: You like, had the, the the good old chance to see the Hughes family. I know. <laughs> the Hughes family Your party. wedding was so fun.
0: <laughs> the food was so good. And I did not speak to you that whole day. I didn't know you. Like, yeah. I didn't know you. But you're welcome for turning on the lanterns at your ceremony site because... <laughs> Like the music started, like yeah, like ambiance started changing, and I was like, "The lanterns are not on. I have got to do something." (laughs) Oh my gosh, (laughs) that's so funny. Nobody didn't know that that wasn't our job. So
1: that I am today years old that I found that out. No, you didn't. I never knew that. You were
0: like the reason, like, I literally planned my wedding around you. I, like, texted you from the venue and was, like, hey, does this date work for you? Because if it works for you, it works for me. Works for me. It works for me. And so, and again, we weren't really friends. I just super admired you and just, like, how, and I came to know, like, how your business really reflects your personality. Like, your pictures are, like, super bright and fun and happy and airy. And that's how I, like, think about you. Like, When you come in a room, like you just make things lighter and No, I'm serious. Like, I admire that. And it might be your Enneagram 9 personality, but like you just handle things that should be stressful. You just like handle them really well. Whether it'll be okay, that's
1: my my process. It'll be okay. (laughs) Just eat a
0: snack and take a nap. Exactly. Exactly. I just totally get that vibe from you. And I love that. So, fast forward not too long after your wedding, Lauren, four,
1: <laughs> four months later,
0: <laughs> Lauren is pregnant. Yes. How did having a baby change your career and your perspective, like for the future of your business?
1: So having a baby, um, for me, it changed a lot, but also I feel like it a lot stayed the same. Um, I just had a really good first baby. I'm going to mm-hmm. be honest, like that sounds like braggy, but I'm going to brag on her a little bit. She was a good baby. She, uh, she let me edit. She let me, I know this is like little baby. Um, mm-hmm. So she let me edit and like, I have an amazing family and friends support that when I had to shoot a wedding, she, um, she was, taken care of. was taken care of. And, you know, Brent was typically off work in time to come, go get her from my parents. So she wasn't there all day. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, it was a great first year with, like, weddings and stuff, like, it was different, but it was also just smooth, um, but mm. fast forward to now, and she, she's not bad, not, like, don't get me wrong, she's not bad. Tod- it's just, toddler is a different it's world. Different. It's oh, different. my gosh. Uh huh. I can't sit in here and edit when she's here, mm. because she has to be entertained mm-hmm. 24/7, 24-7, all the time, and um, it's only with me, like, yeah. I-, I have to entertain her, not mm. Brent, not <laughs> <Willow>. <laughs> The dog. You um, have a dog, Evie. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, she has to be entertained. But it was a lot more helpful with when she was in school. Mm-hmm. So, but now yeah. since the coronavirus is here and like they canceled school all through mm-hmm. June and July, mm-hmm. so she won't get to go to school. So it was oh, no. us basically remaking a routine, right? So, which Constant is a lot of shifting. Mm-hmm, a yeah. lot of shifting. But yeah. it really hasn't been a huge thing. But I know that's probably different with two kids not just Mm -hmm. one, but, um, yeah, that's the hardest part is just keeping her entertained and like the mom guilt slash the work guilt of a workaholic. Mm -hmm. So it's like, right. I could be spending time with her, but I also could be not getting backed up on editing and and Mm -hmm. these emails and all this kind of stuff. So
0: balance is really like just constant correction and constant, Mm -hmm. like, shifting because our kids are constantly growing up entering different phases our businesses or our callings are constantly shifting with aka pandemics or just really anything whether it's like business flow or the season I mean you know like You have weddings all year round, but you have a specific season that is usually crammed or a few seasons Mm -hmm. and you kind of can anticipate that, but you can't really anticipate like where your kid's going to be and how they're going to act. And so I know for sure that like it affects just planning your family, like when you want babies and looking at, you know, your life and your career. So I know that definitely, definitely plays a role. And so what's
1: your favorite part about being a mom? So my favorite part about being a mom is, oh my gosh she is the sweetest little girl like she will straight if i if she just notices i'm just like in like a little bit of an ornery mood she just comes in and she's like i love you like she mm-hmm. just and like randomly like that's my favorite thing about her she's tender hearted and she can literally pick out a sad person a happy person a mad person and she's like ready to make you feel better like that's mm-hmm. my favorite thing about her and just the fact that she like implements that with us too like it's not even just like other people she implements with us and so I would say my favorite part about being a mom is just like those snuggles and those like those words and just like watching her grow up to be who she is and like who she will be is my favorite thing to do
0: right you get to see a lot of like the the roots that will become just like who she is really like how she's going to grow into this woman of God like and just her personality and I think that's what makes toddlerhood i just made up a word mm-hmm. so great and so challenging too it's cuz i mean we're we're being given a child that is from our hus- our dnas our two dnas and sometimes god gives us the best of both worlds but it just makes it like hard to parent like Mama, I- have you
1: seen evie though she looks only brand. I think it's just one DNA with her.
0: <laughs> I think she's just difficult because she's like her dad.
1: I'm just kidding. <laughs> literally. She acts like him. She looks like him. I've literally had someone come up to me in public and say, Is she your niece? You have her all the time.
0: Oh my like, gosh. No, she's mine. No. Thanks so much. She, thanks my daughter. she looks
1: nothing like me. It's
0: fine. <laughs> what has been the greatest challenge in balancing both this work life and <clears throat> home life? What do you think?
1: Um, the greatest challenge. I'm gonna be honest, is the guilt. It is Mm. seriously, the enemy eats me alive with what I could be doing, what I should be doing, what I'm not doing, what I'm not doing correct or anything. And so the guilt is the most challenging part because I have to literally sit and pray and be like, like, that's like, listen to God speak and say, this Mm -hmm. is not who I am. Like, I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm doing everything I can. And Mm -hmm. I just have to listen to God say all that to me and be like, you're doing your job. You're doing a good job. And so,
0: yeah, I, I feel that I think, I mean, I've heard a lot of different people speak on mom guilt and I think it looks different for each of us as in like, obviously different things kind of trigger that for us. But for me, it feels like an indecision. Like mom guilt to me feels like I'm stuck, an indecision. Like, when do I work on this and when do I do this? When do I work on this and when do I do this? Because I'm very much a rhythm person and a schedule person. But with, especially with being home and being on stay home orders, like I don't really have an option to be out of the house much more than going to the park. So with all of this time in the same place with an 18 month old who is 100%, 100% of the time, who like Evie wants to be entertained by me, not by, mm-hmm. vegetables, not by anybody else, <laughs> not by his toys that we buy him. And I teach him to play with. And I know that he will grow out of that eventually and more siblings will help that. But I, I mean, I just, I would say that that mom guilt for me looks like indecision. Like I'm doing something halfway, right. Like I'm, I'm either halfway working on this. And honestly, like, I'm not really good at thinking about two things at once as in like, I can multitask, but it has to be something with my hands, not my mind. Right. I can't be writing material for the podcast or praying over the material or getting inspiration or like reading the word and like getting when I have, when I'm full mom mode, you know what I'm saying? And like, Mm -hmm. I also, like, I also can't serve him well when I'm trying to do all those things. Right. I think that that mom guilt slash however that you perceive it whether it's just like lies that you're not doing a good job or it's like the fog like Mm -hmm. it's the mind fog where it's like I can't do either of them well because I don't know how to balance these things so right and
1: the struggle is like time management for me mm -hmm. it's like the whole mom guilt with I could be using my time spending time with Evie and my family and my friends and all this kind of stuff. But if I do that, then I'm getting backed up on my emails and I'm forgetting to text people back. And mm-hmm. it's just a lot of time management, which is actually an Enneagram nine issue anyway. <laughs> this is before momhood. And when I was in high school and junior high, it's like, I have a project to due tomorrow. I forgot about it. Oh my gosh. You're probably start now. But I'm still just going to start it in the morning because I don't feel like <laughs> doing it right now. <laughs>
0: right.
1: (laughs) It's a very big struggle for me. So time management has been a big learning progression for me Mm -hmm. because I just am not good at it. Like I need my own little person on my shoulder managing my time for me.
0: Hey, Lauren, it's 12 PM. This is your next thing. And like, I think for me, like I'm a two and I just, I spread myself thin not really on purpose but because like i fully love my son like
1: mm-hmm. i will
0: do like he's on a really good rhythm right now like it works for him like his schedule is good but it's more of like making sure that i have the time that i need and making sure that i like you know schedule my mom to watch him and ask even if i don't want to You know, like because that's my biggest thing is like asking them to watch him, asking my sister to babysit him, or asking, you know, for like a consistent schedule. That's really hard for me. But when I don't, I reap the consequences of like Mm -hmm. not having that time to really do both things well.
1: Right. So, so when you're saying that you, uh, like, feel bad. Do you like feel bad to ask or is it like a control thing or like, what is it? It's definitely
0: like a feel bad thing. Like, not, like for Noah or for them? No, for them. Just cause I know like they're so like, it has nothing to do with them as in like they're willing and they help and whatever. It's definitely my own problem. And I know that. And I've even talked to Matthew about that. Like, how do I get past this? Like, asking for help which i'm mm-hmm. pretty much like i like to ask for help in a lots of different things like because it makes it more fun but for some reason in this area i think because it takes so much of me to watch him mm-hmm. and to make sure he's not getting hurt every 5 seconds because he's a boy and i promise mm-hmm. he's going to try mm-hmm. to his best ability to flip over a piece of furniture or whatever like stuff is mouthful Mm -hmm. goldfish like and I'm not a control like I don't I don't feel like it's a control thing like I'm not worried about him it's more of just like this is a big thing to ask it feels big and it probably isn't because they love him so much just like I do right I just have to kind of get past that so right like what are some ways that you think that we can balance both of these things, like our careers, whether it's a paid career or it's a calling, something that God's calling us to in this season as moms. What are some, what are some ways that, that you're learning that we're learning together of like how to balance them?
1: So um, I would say to balance is to stop overcommitting yourself. And this is me talking to myself, like That's good. I cannot say no to people. Like, like, I feel like I am just literally hurting their feelings, tearing them down. And as if there's not, like, plenty of other people out there to help. And it's just, like, I just do not overcommit yourself. And like I said again, that is me talking to myself. (laughs) That is so good. So, like, I just feel bad when I say Mm -hmm. no to people. And it's not, it's, like, I'm scared they're going to take it personal. So I don't, I just, I just do it. And so then I just, I burn out and then I'm right. burned out because I was working. And then I burn out because since I was working, I'm burned out to Evie mm-hmm. and she doesn't get my 100% because I'm burned out from overcommitting. So, um, and let's not forget about
0: way. our husbands too. I mean, like, yeah, we like, as in like, we, we give and give and give so much to our kids. But I mean, the Bible is very clear that like, they come first, as in like, mm-hmm. we love them best. We love them first. And
1: um. Yes. I actually listened to yours and Matthew's podcast last week. And I was like, dang, they over here convicted me
0: <laughs> so bad. Really? That's <laughs> so, so yes.
1: funny. It's, yes.
0: It's totally things that like we're learning and have learned from other people. Like it's definitely something like this whole podcast is not like sit down and get a notebook. I'm about to teach you. It's Mm -hmm. like sit down and join me.
1: Yeah. I was like everything y'all talked about. I was like, oh my gosh, I could totally implement this into my marriage. And we've been married longer. (laughs) Like That's crazy.
0: (laughs) We were pregnant. It was five months in to marriage when we got pregnant and y'all's was like really close to that too and we were like oh my gosh we're pulling a brit and lauren like <laughs> literally like that's what we said like oh my gosh we're pulling a brit and lauren like mm-hmm. we just got pregnant and like neither of us were planning it it was like totally the i was supposed plan.
1: to be having evie like right now not yeah, like, like, like we've been married, for like, comfortably four to five years. Yeah, and like yeah. I built babies my and business and, like, and
0: yeah, all that my, stuff. Yeah, my business bill. like, we good. But, like, <laughs> back to what I was saying about husbands, like, you know, it takes more energy to love them than we sometimes think. And it's, mm-hmm. but it's worth it because it also affects how we parent. Like they're right. a huge part of this parenting and this home life balance work and career balance. Um, right. So I think that we all always need to like recognize that even if you don't have a kid and you're listening to this, like it may not be a kid career balance. It may just be like a husband and career balance. Home, like mm-hmm. yeah. Home. Like as the woman, even if you're the one full time in your husband's home or you're both working, it still is like, we are graced and anointed by God to a place we want to be and so if that's like that can totally be you in this conversation for sure
1: so what's another way and that can kind of go with what we were kind of talking about is validate your feelings because um especially with me I am very like we were talking about earlier I feel bad I um feel guilt and all this kind of stuff I need to like I learned I need to voice my concerns with like my husband and with, mm-hmm. um, you know, like my brides and like mostly with Brent though, is like, I have to tell him, I'm like, look, I feel like I'm underjoyed and like, I'm feel like I can't give you guys my 100%. What can you do to help me? And what can I do? Mm-hmm. Like, I need help because, and not just necessarily with Evie, it's just like, um, I just need like, I need you to help me get my joy back because I feel like I'm just overworked. I feel mm-hmm. like, and I'm a very words of affirmation. So mm-hmm. I need validation. So that yeah. could probably just be me. But um,
0: no, it really that's has for helped me, me. too.
1: Well, it's hard for me to voice my thoughts because mm-hmm. I don't want to put anybody out. I don't want anybody to feel burdened with my thoughts. So that's literally my thought process. Even if it's not, even if somebody's like, I'd love to help you. I'm like, I'm fine. But even on the inside, it's not like, I'm not fine, but you know, Mm -hmm. so I had to really learn to voice that with Brent and be like, I genuinely need you to help me. And that's not just with Eddie and not just with home life, not just work life with just like in general, I just need you to validate me and my Mm -hmm. feelings and help me know. So
0: I think, yeah, I definitely, that's my love language too. It's more my first one is just words. And I think that, sometimes it feels like a weakness and it's not like Mm -hmm. it's not a weakness and communication is so key in relationships and in marriages, but it also is so key to just ourselves. Like we need to talk it out sometimes. Like I know some people are internal processors, but I really do believe that victory comes and joy comes when you process it with somebody else Mm -hmm. because Brent can look at you and it might not be like you might not even know what you need, but he could say, Hey, like go take a walk. Like go, go to Starbucks, like go get you a coffee,
1: mm-hmm.
0: write down the things you need to do. If they're overwhelming you come back, mm-hmm. we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll see what we can do. And sometimes all I need is permission. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not even like I need a certain thing for him, for Matthew to do, but I just need permission that like to feel the way I'm feeling, but also permission to like move out of it. Like, okay, Mm -hmm. how do we get you out of it? And I, I even maybe even know what I need, but I just need permission to ask. Like, it's okay for you to ask that. Just like you're saying, like you feel like asking is a burden. Like I definitely feel that way too sometimes. And I think as moms, we feel this pressure to balance it all. And yeah.
1: mm-hmm. God's
0: not asking for perfection. He's just asking. He's asking for us to be faithful stewards of what we have, and managers of what we have. And I think having too much on your plate. It just, I mean, it goes back to that too. Of if you're if you're not managing kind of the load, like what's coming in, you know, then it's hard to manage how well things are going out. Like how you're speaking to your spouse and speaking to your son or daughter, and and just managing that. I think that goes back to like stop overcommitting and then and validating those things with your spouse or with a friend. Mm-hmm. I think that is also one of the things that can just crush mom guilt right where it is too.
1: Right. Because right. other and people I hear mean- that and
0: it's like they're like, that's wrong. And you're like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, you're right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And a verse that kind of goes with that is like I was like, you know, studying your questions and like I came across one and it was Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good, acceptable, and perfect. And I was like, that is so true because we're just letting the world tell us, you know, moms need to do this and this and this and this and all of this and this. And so then we also have Instagram where we see these moms that are doing this and this and this and this and this. And we start comparing ourselves. And when we need to find ourselves in God and not what other people are telling yeah. us. So being
0: transparent, you know, getting those feelings validated, being transparent with our friends and with right. other people. I think that's mm-hmm. where there's so much growth and peace, man. Peace can come from.
1: Yeah, for real.
0: What else, what's another way.
1: I'd say to prioritize your tasks. So me speaking to myself, I <laughs> will... Get up in the morning and try to get some emails answered before she wakes up, and then she wakes up, and then it's Evie duty. So I do the Evie duty, and then she'll probably be like entertained for a few minutes. I'll come back, run back in, and do some emails, and run back out to Evie because she needs me. And then at eleven o'clock at night, I'm editing because (laughs) Evie's finally asleep, and that's just not prioritizing anything. That is literally just kind of being sporadic, and that's how you get in this little mess of a ball of where am I at? What am I doing? Mm Like, I am so busy. I am so backed up. And then I don't want to say this and sound um, like it's Evie's fault. But then I get this like thing in my mind that's like, you know, if Evie was in school or if I didn't do this job, I could do this better. And so then I'm like, I'm trying to put 100 percent on both sides. Right. And I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I got it's got to be 100 percent her or 100 percent work.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I feel like if I'm giving her 100%, I can't do 100% work, which is totally fine. I got to remember that that Mm -hmm. is totally fine. And if I'm doing 100% work, I can't be 100% mom. And I have to remember that's totally fine. Even though she's my number one priority, there are times where I have to be 100% work and I have to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. But that's the fortunate part that she's got Brent that loves her 100% at that time. And my parents Mm -hmm. and his parents and my friends and all that kind of stuff. So I've got to task prioritize all my stuff mm-hmm. or it'll just be this jumble of mess.
0: Yeah. That's what I think so. that I've been feeling like is going to be the key for me of prioritizing my tasks, just kind of like in block schedules. So like Noah takes one nap a day and there is so much that I want
1: to do when he's asleep. Like, but there's also that chance of laying on the couch. And he's just kind of right. Resting, like you know? <laughs> eating,
0: showering, <laughs> cleaning, Writing, praying, reading—like that's six or seven things I just named—and
1: I have an mm-hmm. hour and a half.
0: Yeah, six hours tops. Like <laughs> yep. those are not all going to happen. Mm-hmm. So,
1: and see, Evie doesn't even want to nap anymore, so I don't even right. get that anymore. <laughs>
0: so, like quiet time. Yep. in your room, lock the door, mm-hmm. even if and then sometimes,
1: quiet. yeah, sometimes she will go to sleep when I make her do quiet time. She'll like go sleep in her bed. Uh, I'm like, you're so cute. When you're, you're like, yes, I
0: know. And then you're like, wake up. He's like, wait, no, I'm losing no, it. I'm like losing it. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that I've been thinking about like kind of learning how to block schedule that Noah's older and not eating every two hours, like a newborn. It's more like feasible to think about my days in chunks, you mm-hmm. know, and also my week. And I have just really been trying to put Sabbathing in my week, just like honoring God with a day I don't work. And that means no podcast work, no social media. It means I'm not switching laundry. I'm to the best of my ability. I'm not having to do dishes. Like I'm not anything that I don't have to do. Like, like there's not I bugs in my right. trash can. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to enjoy Noah. We're going to do something fun. We're just going to do things that are inefficient. Right. That just glorify God. Cause I am mm-hmm. super efficient. I, I love being efficient, like right. being like getting things done in a timely manner, doing it well. And so is my husband. And so on the weekends, he wants to be doing house projects and going to the lake with my family and doing all these things, doing, 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 but I've been doing a week and I'm like, okay.
1: And I also, right. And I also
0: have to like, do, I have to work on the podcast on the weekends because that's when my husband can keep Noah. That's a lot of times when I record. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And so I'm moving and adjusting my Sabbath to Fridays while my husband, like Matthew's working and the Sabbath was made for people, not people for the Sabbath. So I don't look at him and say, what day are you taking off? And mm-hmm. not doing anything like God, Matthew knows what he needs and God is going to help him know like his rhythms of rest. And for me, I do, I need almost a whole day of being inefficient. And so Fridays <clears throat> are a celebratory day in the Hubbard household because the weekend is coming. Daddy is coming home and we're going to hit it hard in the weekend, fun
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we still relax, but we have fun and we just refuel our tanks. And so Friday is a day where I just let it go.
1: Okay. And the last one I have is to manage your mind. And once again, I'm talking to myself here. I (laughs) and me. Exactly. Just to stop listening to the enemy, start listening to God. You're doing a good job. Wow, that's with your business. It's with your husband. It's with your friend life and your social life and your social media life. It's you're doing a good job and don't let anyone tell you different because I will sit here and think about something that happened months, years ago and be like, I'm, why am I even doing this? I'm terrible. I stink at this job. I stink at being a mom. Like, and it's just, I've got to learn to manage my mind and my guilt and my mm-hmm just you know all around
0: yeah things are totally totally irrelevant like mm-hmm. god has moved on your life has moved on like mm-hmm. it's time for you you know it's time for us to move on mm-hmm. and a couple weeks ago i posted on on our podcast instagram at everydayabundance.podcast if you guys don't follow it you should it's really fun and that's kind of where most of our community happens cuz we get to kind of like talk back and forth to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, but I posted a quote from a book that I read called you are the girl for the job. And it's an incredible, incredible book. I highly recommend it. It's by Jess Conley. I'm going to put it in, um, the show notes so that you guys can look it up. It's a, it's pretty, it's a pretty easy read as in like, it's not like 350 pages and it's not eloquent speech. That's hard to understand. It's really good stuff. And she basically outlines, I think it's five or seven ways that like God has equipped you to do amazing things. And it doesn't really matter what that looks like because Mm -hmm. it's already inside of you. And so there's no reason to look at other people and compare. And so so managing your mind, if that's Mm -hmm. man last week, we talked about getting out of your head, that book, get out of your head. And we talked to Stephanie about getting unstuck. So much of it is your mind, just like, we're talking about today. So much of what we've talked about balancing is just balancing it mentally because Mm -hmm. like you're not literally rocking a baby and shooting a wedding at the same time. That's physically having to balance it. We're Mm -hmm. talking about the day to day in our homes Mm -hmm. or after we get off work, going home to our kids or to our husband. And once we get past this fake perfection, that it has to look a certain way, but also put in the time and intentionality that says, I'm not going to let this business or this toddler run me. I'm the parent, right? I'm the employee or the business owner. I'm the head of this. Or even if you're just, you know, a part of it, you're still, you're still the manager of your mind and the manager of your life to an extent. And we can say, And sometimes I need to fire my manager because yeah, right. Sometimes (laughs) my manager needs a talking to. But we can say, "Shut up, devil! Mm -hmm. I'm the manager of this. I have a choice, and I'm going to put in the time to overcommitting my schedule to communicating to my husband, so he can validate what I'm feeling, or my friends they can validate what I'm feeling, but also push me past that, where Mm -hmm. I can I'm going to prioritize my task." And I'm going to manage my mind. Like, those are things that I can do. Like, everything you named are things that we can do. What we can't do is do both perfectly or at the same time. Right. It's just, it's the great balance. It is. It's the great balance. That's so good. Do you have any, like, practical things that these, I mean, we've talked about a lot of them, I'm sure. But just any practical things that we can leave our friends with today. Like, you can start doing this today. Are doing it right now.
1: So, I need you guys to get a piece of paper out and just prioritize. Not like I need to do the dishes now. I need to do this later. I need to do this. It's like dig a little deeper. Prioritize family first. Do you pri- prioritize your, you know, your work? What do you prioritize in your work? You need to write it all down and see it written out. And I think when you read it and it's written out, it is like.
0: Just like That's
1: a lot it is it's um, and it's not to judge you or to judge yourself. It's to look at it and be like, are you convicted or do you feel happy with mm-hmm. what's being prioritized?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That truly does help me. And you also have to listen to what God is saying to you and not what the world is saying to you. He is going to tell you that you're not doing a good job. They're going to tell you to quit one or that you stink at mm-hmm. one or that you are not a good mom. Um, You should feel guilty, but you need to listen to God. And whatever you do, like just listen to him. And just like the verse Colossians 317, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord, Jesus giving thanks to God, the father through him. And Mm -hmm. that is super helpful for me. And then lastly, read a book. I hate reading. I am going to tell y'all right now, but It has helped me a lot with getting audibles because then I can listen to it like a podcast, but it's a book. And I highly suggest the press pause devotional, which I don't think is going to be an audible, but you can get that. And it is a very good mom devotional that has really helped me a lot. And then um, my next book on my list is understanding purpose, power of women. And I cannot wait to read that one that is literally on the way. And sounds so good. It does. And then I really enjoyed Grace Not Perfection is a stay-at-home oh. mom. So
0: girl, that's so funny.
1: Mm-hmm. Emily
0: Lay who wrote that book, I've been following her on Instagram for years. Like really? she's one of the people she's one of the people that I wrote when I was developing this podcast of like dream people to have on my podcast. And she is queen of mm-hmm. what you're talking about of mm-hmm. prioritizing mm-hmm. and you should read less becomes more. I'm going to, I want to read that down. one. Yeah, it's her. Um, so she has three books and less becomes more is her most recent one. And it is, wow. I've read like the, like the intro of it. Cause I don't actually, I haven't bought it yet, but it's so good. And when you were talking about writing and prioritize, as an application, I wrote pain points. And that's something that she taught me is pro- like, what part of your day is most frustrating? She's like, focus on creating a routine for that. Like, work it out. Like, mm-hmm. even if it's a shortcut, like dinner on Fridays is a pain point. Okay, put a, then you eat frozen pizza every Friday. Get a pizza. Exactly. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's just, it's giving you freedom to Mm -hmm. enjoy that piece and you and you can eventually change it if you want to but it's it's making that part of your life better and um so write and prioritize listen to god so good i think the main thing with that is like manage what goes in like Mm -hmm. if you are not managing what you're taking in whether it's social media music tv shows movies whatever then you're not going to be able to manage what's in your
1: head right because and Brent will call me out for stuff like that I'll, I'll be like watching something on Netflix and he'll be like are you sure you want to watch that and I'm like you're right you are so right like you're why like, am I even watching this right you're now like, it hurts at first I'm offended yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah first yeah, I'm yeah. offended but then I'm like he's doing it for because he knows he, he knows me best he knows he knows how I am at night he knows how I am in the day and he's like are you mm-hmm. sure you really need to be watching this right now and I'm like yeah,
0: you're right. right. So like, and one know. of the reasons why we don't feel like we can hear God is because what's coming in is all this stuff, Netflix, social media, and we're not getting in the word of God, and the word is God. Like it says that in John. Like or I think it's 1st John or or John. One of those it says it. And it talks about like the word was God, with God is God, like you don't have to sit in your quiet room and wait to hear God's voice. Like God's speaking to you through your Bible every day, like pick Mm -hmm. it up. God will speak to you sometimes Mm -hmm. um, outside of that and definitely does through the Holy spirit, but you have access to him anytime. And speaking of books, Mm -hmm. read a book was your last one. That's so good. Thank you so much for coming and talking to us. Thank you for making us feel normal and also like just leading us up out of that. You're learning and learning from other people. Like, balancing both things and it's again it's a
1: constant journey
0: but what a gift both things are
1: yeah and I appreciate you bringing me on here to talk about this like we talked about a little earlier before the podcast you know I probably feel a little more relatable than I am you know teachable but uh yeah that you trusted me to come on here and I could talk to you all day so I know (laughs) we should and we could and we can
0: um we can but Yes, thank you so much. I'm going to pray just to, to just solidify everything we've, we've talked about today and we've learned today, and yeah, I'm excited. Let's do it. God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for Lauren and all the things that um, she brought for us today, Lord, and how she used your word, Lord, and we thank you that your word is alive and is well, God, and it always has something to say to us. Lord, I pray that as we dig into this this week— Whatever we're prioritizing, God, I pray would honor you first. Whatever, God, battles in our minds that we're facing, God, I pray that you would help us know that you've already won the victory, Lord. And I pray that we would read your word and listen to music, God, that lifts our spirits, God, that that moves our gaze from earth to heaven, God, that lifts our eyes, God, to know more of you, to hear more of you, Lord. And we know, Jesus, that we are most effective at balancing and stewarding what you've given us when we are close to you. So Lord, I pray that if they didn't hear anything else today, I pray they hear your heart, God, that you want to be involved in their lives. You delight in the detail of their lives and you care about what we go through. I pray that you would give us grace even more than we already have. God, over everything you've given us to steward, Lord, help us be good. Women of God, wives, moms, business owners, employees, god but not for our glory but for yours we love you so much in jesus name amen amen thank you so much and if you guys want to get to know lauren more which i know you do because she's amazing you can follow her on instagram i've put both of her instagram handles in the in little section below the description of this podcast so thank you so much for joining us lauren you're the best thank you for having me thanks for listening be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the future episodes and hey if you love it rate and review it because we're new around here and we'd love to be an uplifting podcast for someone who needs it be sure to keep up with us on our instagram at everydayabundance.podcast see you next time